Hello and welcome to the 100 Day Writing Challenge, Day 63. Today we're going to look at the three-act structure as another way of thinking about plot. Again, I, I feel the need to stress this each time. These aren't secret codes you need to learn before you start writing books. Rather, they're fun little machines for generating stories. They're templates, they're mad libs, they're toys for you to play with where you can experiment with plugging in this element then that element and, and seeing what stories come out. So the three-act structure goes like this. If you like, you can take notes. When I say it like that, it sounds like I'm being passive-aggressive. I, I really mean just to sort of flat flag up that, that you know, it's, you, you can write it down if you want. You don't have to. Sorry. I'm now I'm worried that I sound like... If you, you can take notes if you like. I don't mind. Um, no, don't worry about it too much. I, anyway, you don't have to take notes. Honestly, I've, I've made it weird now. So Act 1 introduces the protagonist and their ordinary life. Um, the resting state of their life, if you will. You know, what would happen if the story didn't appear? Then the inciting incident happens. Uh, the inciting incident is something that challenges them causes a problem or upsets the balance. The protagonist tries to deal with it and the efforts they make to deal with it lead them to the end of Act 1, the first plot point. The first plot point is like a big crisis moment where something happens that means life will never be the same again. It also raises the main conflict or the central threat of the story. So Act 2 is normally thought of in terms of rising action. That is, the protagonist setting out to tackle this problem and facing lots of conflicts along the way. They're usually not equipped to deal with the final challenge, so this is partly about them facing setbacks, but also gaining knowledge, skills, allies that will help them in the final confrontation. Most of the action in this section might look like try-fail cycles. And remember, each of these little... Do they succeed? Conflicts is best answered no, but, no and, or yes, but. So Act 2 usually culminates in the second plot point, which is usually a, a big failure, a downer, a catastrophe. Old plot books used to call it the black moment. Sometimes there's like a false dawn, you know, like the protagonist seems to succeed. Oh, wonderful. But they either screw it up at the last minute or possibly they get the superficial objective, you know, the magic crown or whatever. But they do so in, in, in such a way that they fail at their actual original objective, i.e. becoming a hero. In adventures with ensembles, this often is where the, the gang splits up. You know, characters argue and split. They lose hope. They, they quit. Act three, then, is where, in the face of having apparently failed, the protagonist finally finds the resolve to continue. They, they find a way of continuing despite their failure. And the action builds towards the big climax, the final battle, the ultimate test of everything they've learned. Now, now this usually constitutes a rapid escalation of try-fail cycles. Then there's this one big testing moment that often encompasses like a, a, a redux of either the first plot point or the inciting incident. And then oomph. Either they failed to change, in which case the story is a tragedy and they lose, or more likely the protagonist succeeds. Hooray! And we very quickly wrap up Act 3 with the yes and epilogue, which shows the consequences of their victory. And we get to sort of bask in that a little bit. That's it. That's the entire story. So Act 1 is ordinary life, inciting incident, 
first plot point. Act 2 is rising action, culminating in the downer of the second plot point. Act 3 is recovery, acceleration towards the climax, and resolution. That's the classical... That's the classic form, anyway. That's the kind of, like, Hollywood model. So, for example, let's just run through one so you can see what it feels like with meat on the bones. Um, Oswell is just an urchin scratching out a survival in the Undercity when one day he witnesses a stranger badly beaten hurrying through the alleyways pursued by Cogmen. That's the inciting incident. He decides to help the stranger hide. The Cogmen pass and he finds himself stuck with this outsider from the high town who abruptly passes out. So, inciting incident. Did he save the stranger? Yes, but now he's stuck with this person. So he takes the sort of uh, beaten up, battered guy back to the community, drags him back where Oswell and his patchwork family of street kids live and where they decide what to do with this comatose guy. The guy's wearing high town clothes and he's carrying a, a strange object. Well, decides the street kid council, he can't stay here. If the cogmen are after him, we'll all be in danger. We should just chuck him into the furnace. No, says Oswell, we can't do that. I've saved his life. He's a person. Uh, let, let, let me go down to the sewers where the old, where old um, Beth Merida, the wise lady, lives. I'll, you know, I'll take this guy and I'll ask her what the object is and what we should do with the guy she'll know she's wise so the and, and there's dissent but eventually people are like all right you know you can leave with him and oswell sets off so that's the first plot point right oswell has reluctantly made the decision to leave home heading off because he values protecting people and saving their lives but also because he's sure this object means something it must be valuable if the cogmen were after it Act two, his journey through the Undercity into the sewers to find the wise woman. So he's carrying this kind of knocked out dude in a handcart, probably. And a series of challenges face him. Maybe Oswell acquires some allies. We probably learn a bit more about the world. Maybe through a couple of scenes outside his point of view, we learn of an antagonist who wants this object for themselves. Who knows? But Oswell learns and grows. Each try-fail cycle escalates things or reveals something or changes Oswell as a person. He probably ultimately reaches uh, Beth Merida, the wise lady, and maybe in doing so, though he finds the truth, he uh, unintentionally brings the full weight of the Cogmen and the malevolent forces of Hyde at town down on her hiding place. It probably turns out that the reason she's living in the sewers as she was she was once part of the nobility in high in high town a scientist or something and then she knows some of their secrets anyway it, this is disaster in trying to do the right thing oswell has actually made the situation loads loads worse everything is turned to blasted ruin um he survives but the strange object now known to be of great power has been reta retaken by the baddies probably the high town people were tipped off by one of oswell's community of urchins who betrayed him and the object is going to be used in some horrible social cleansing cleansing attempt to wipe out the residents of the undercity eek so that's the second plot point, we've reached this incredible downer where, despite all his efforts, things have got worse, worse, worse. Then Act 3. 
Oswell picks himself back up. He, he takes everything that he's learned, maybe some of the allies and mentors he's met along the way, and he resolves to travel up to Hightown to stop the evil plan before it can take place. Now, this is much harder than his original goal of, of simply depositing the uh, man down with the wise lady, Beth Merida, and getting some advice. It's much harder, but we, we've seen since the beginning, since that first inciting incident... Um, the, 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 you know, this is what is, is what he wants ultimately is justice and to protect the weak. That's what Oswell deep down is all about. So then we have this very rapid trifail cycle, trifail cycle, things getting worse and worse and worse, escalating to a big climactic challenge. The end. OK, so that's just an example I made up to show what this uh, the three act structure looks like with it sort of meat on its bones. Now it's your turn. Over the next 10 minutes, you're going to have a crack at plugging some specifics into the template of the three act structure. Again, I'm genre agnostic. I just go for like fantasy plots because like, frankly, uh, I, I, I like making them up. <laughs> They're fun. That's it. That's it. That's the answer. So remember, um, act one is establish ordinary life, inciting incident, first plot point. Act two is rising action to the downer of the second plot point. Oh, no. Act three is recovery, fast build towards climax and resolution. You know it like you've seen movies, right? Now, none of this is actually new to you. It's not as new or as intimidating as it sounds. So I'm just asking for a rough synopsis here. Like I did, you can leave leave out some of the specifics if you want. You know, like I just said, there's going to be a series of challenges and then there's a climax, right? Because you know what that would probably look like. We don't need that for the sake of the structure. But you can like drop into some specifics where it's interesting to you. Um, but I'm just asking for you to sketch out the broad arc of what might go on in your story. Uh, in case you're worried, um, I won't be asking you to use any of uh, this specific stuff that you come up with today, tomorrow. We're never going to touch it again. I know some exercises are sort of build on previous days, but this, this is purely, an, you know, we'll build on the theories that we establish on these days, but I'm not going to be using the content. So, you know, you're free to experiment, muck it up, be wild. It's not going to impact anything down the line. And don't worry if you don't get to the end. Just, you know, do your best. Right. Three act structure synopsis about whatever you like. Are you ready? Three, two, one, go.
and that's it you're done nice work so formulas are fun you know you, you don't have to know them you don't have to use them but it's like writing a sonnet or playing tennis the rules of the game are already there you don't have to come up with novel ones so you can just devote all your energy to the how that can be paradoxically liberating Okay, so I've, I've said paradoxically, that is the officially recognised sign that the podcast has gone on too long. I shall bid you farewell and see you again tomorrow. The 100 Day Writing Challenge is made possible with the kind support of Arts Council England.